And welcome back to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen. And today I'm joined by Matt Kai again. Hello. Hello. And two returning guests that you might not have heard from in a while. It's Norman Two. Hello. Hello. And yeah, not- Junior. Hello. Something last name. Hello. Not coming at me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's been a while. So if you guys are big time fans, we recorded an episode with these guys in July 2020. So it's actually been a while. Um, that was the chef episode. So if you haven't listened to it, you really should. It was a really killer episode. And that was when I had my old setup of crappy mics, but good to see you guys again. It's been a while. Yeah. Very good to see you too. I like the old setup better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you, Tom, are you essentially saying you're just um, using these guys to milk more views? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no, Fair but it, it turns out a lot of viewers did reach out and they, they loved you guys. They wanted you on again, so. They also Here thought they um, Junior swore a lot. They what? They thought Junior swore a lot on the episode. Uh, they did. Uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep it down. This <laughs> You're time. a sailor, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn it down this time. I'm a bit more mature now. It's been two years. Excuse his French. So yeah, the last time French. that we spoke to you guys, I believe, Norman, you were working in um, somewhere in Potts Point, I think? Uh, no, in Surrey Hills. Surrey Hills. Uh, Far off. Restaurant <laughs> called Polly. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, uh, and where, where were you back in... That time we did the podcast, I was unemployed. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah you were taking a break. Yeah, yeah I was taking a break. Yeah. But where were you before then? Before then, I was just finishing up my apprenticeship. Uh, I was at LCC. After the podcast, I went to the Star Sydney. I was at a Chinese restaurant called Shuka. And now, me and Norman together, we're at Saigon Hustle. Saigon Hustle. Can you explain Oy. to the viewers what kind of restaurant that is? You know, Saigon you know. Hustle would be a Vietnamese fusion restaurant. That me and Norman have taken over as the head chef and sous chef. So we've really stepped up in the last two years. And since the last podcast, we did say we wanted to work together one day. Mm-hmm. And now we have for the last year. Oh, nice. Big moves. Congrats, boys. Yeah. Thank you. Very good stuff. Thank, you. Thank you. So when I, I heard sous chef for the first time, coming from someone who's got no background in, in hospo, I was like, are they supposed to say soup chef? Like, do they only just focus on soups? <laughs> so can you explain the hierarchy of like, what is it? Head chef, sous chef, and is there anything else? I'll let How Norman explain that one. Yeah, uh, sous, sous chef is like second in command. So the head chef does um, what a head chef does. <laughs> and then a sous chef, what a sous chef will just like back them up, basically, yeah. So it's, at a, it's like an assistant. Yeah. In some regard. In, in a way, when I'm not there, no one runs things. When I'm there, then I have to run things. Someone has to be there to keep the team together. Yeah, basically a right-hand man. Yeah. What does running entail? Ordering, rostering, teaching the boys, looking after everything, food safety. Just making sure the place doesn't yeah, make burn sure, down. Yeah, yeah, making sure the place doesn't burn <laughs> down, essentially, honest. So do you guys do less cooking now or more cooking, cooking now as your positions? As your current positions? Oh, I would say more cooking because okay. we're making menus, we're changing seasonally and we got to teach the boys how to cook. So to teach yep. them, we have to actually perform the act to them. Yeah, we right. do a lot of experimenting. Yeah, yep. apes of experimenting. Yeah. I'll touch on that in a little bit. So while I was getting these guys to get a recording with them again, I was like, do you guys want to do a recording on the weekend? 
And then both of you guys unanimously said, what's a weekend? Yes. Now, can you explain why that is? I'll let Norman explain that one. <laughs> I've never heard of a weekend. I don't know what that is. Because as a chef, I'm assuming you guys would be working weekends. Yeah, we, we work the weekends. Um, Saturday, Friday, Sundays. Why'd you start on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> so your Saturday is your like, Monday? Like, or like, oh. No, our Mondays are Wednesdays. Mondays are Wednesdays. Oh. Our, sa- our Saturday, yeah. Sundays are Monday, Tuesdays. Yeah. We get, we get so Monday crazy. and Tuesdays off. Yeah. And then, so yeah. when your week starts, our weekends, technically. Yeah. yeah. Oh but we work four days. Yeah, we work. Week. Yeah, it alternates. Alternates, you know? yeah. We try to give, uh, you know, a few of the team members four days on, three no, days off. So no, we, we get. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah we just take it ourselves. You gotta look after yourself, yeah. said. Uh, <laughs> you gotta look after yourself before you look after others. You know that that is a correct fucking point. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> my bad. No, my, you can say you can say <laughs> Clean your mouth out. Is the workplace that you're in now? Is it still toxic? You think, or like it's still full on? No, as what you mentioned actually, before? no. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, don't think so, bro. Compared to what we had to deal with before, <laughs> yeah, fuck no. me, bro. Nowadays, so when I when I friendly became, banter, yeah, friendly banter, yeah. very friendly. It's like you guys, like you know, like you love the boys, right? So it's like mm. you're all close. Yeah, so yeah, we're all very, very close. close. Yeah. So when I started as the head chef, so I was originally the sous chef of Saigon Hustle, and then once the head chef left, I became the head chef, and so during that time, I was down two team members. I was short staff running a kitchen. They needed five chefs with three chefs, with two inexperienced chefs as well. So during that time, I had to teach them, had to nurture them, obviously. But then my goal at the end of it was to get a team together where it's just like the boys' environment, you know? Not not necessarily saying only boys allowed, no. Like an environment where you can banter, do what you want, as long as you get the job done. And, you know, now we've achieved that. And so it's been a happy life since then. Very free. Not, not, Not that toxic that I think of. You know, because we do what we want. We have the last call with the kitchen. You know, we work together uh, and we get to create our own stuff. That's sick. And in reference to the other episode, have you made anyone scrub the floor with a toothbrush? No, fuck no. Nah, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't want that, someone to go through that, but not what I went through. Fuck, fuck that. Good man, man. Fuck yeah. that, bro. That, that, that's just demeaning. Yeah, I do worse stuff. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> For, for those who have hasn't listened to the last episode, you should really listen to it. It's, it's eye-opening. Like it's it is it's it funny. Is. It's it's good stories. Like yeah, yeah. Because between you and I, Matt, a, a lot of our circle is just a lot of office workers. Yeah, um, not warehousing. Yeah. Not really a lot in hospo. Yeah, so we make a lot of jokes about office work and whatnot, but we don't. <laughs> the, yeah, these guys hate hospital. it. Yeah. These guys hate it. When we talk about office work, yeah. oh man, had such a big day at work, and they just fucking laugh at us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking funny, bro. Big day at work, working from home. You know, like fuck. <laughs> in my aircon room. Yeah, it's it's tough. Stressing. You yeah. guys worked out jobs. Honestly, you die by the time you're forty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys, you guys um, roasted us when we were like, oh, we worked in hospital before. We we've done um, hungry. Jacks, doesn't that count? <laughs> that would count as a start off, but mate, you, you walk into the kitchen, a real kitchen with, you know, hungry Jack experience. You're gonna drown, and you're gonna drown good, and the boys are gonna drown you. <laughs> do, do you have a say in like who you're hiring? Because like I know you're trying to create like a culture, right, like for the boys' culture kind of thing, which it sounds like you did because Saigon is like popping off. Like, so you have a say with all the hiring and stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. So mainly on the kitchen side. Uh, my owner Drew, shout out to Drew though. 
you know, he's a great owner. He gives us a lot of free reign with the, with the kitchen. He trusts us, believes us a lot with what we do. So when it comes to the hiring, on his side is mainly just the financials. You know, we yeah. run the financials by him, like how much we pay them and year and whatnot. He gives us the go-to. But other than that, for me, I, it's who I want to hire as the chef because he trusts in my, my capabilities to see who would be a great chef. So in that sense, when I hire people, it's usually my way. You know, I hire them, you know, he accepts it and that's it. We, we signed the paperwork and we're done. When, when someone walks in for an interview, like just by first glance, like you look at Tongi, like, fuck this guy. Like he's not gonna survive. <laughs> What's that mean? What's like, that supposed to mean? Like, do you hear about it? Like when they walk in, you're, do you give them benefit of the doubt? Or you're like, nah. No, no, like you, you, I do judge people on their appearances. So when you do rock up to an interview, you know, it's always depending on how well you're groomed. Mm. You know, that's, that's that speaks a lot because if you groom yourself well, then it means, you know, you have some sort of standard in your life. Or like wearing proper shoes or bringing your knives to yeah, work. Oh, yeah, oh, bring oh, your knives. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You bring bring your knife to to Do people bring knives to interviews? Huh. Yeah, you got it. You got no, it. You not, not to the I'm interview, the, not to the interview. Not, yeah, they have, they have to, to force their way to the job yeah, yeah. bringing the knife. Yeah. No, no, it's more so when they walk in, you know, you check out how they're grooming and then after that, you talk to them, see who they are as people, not people who would be working in the kitchen or a worker, just see how they are, like just have a normal conversation with them, you know, see if you can have a laugh, uh, see how far you can take the banter. <laughs> you know, if, if they can go pretty far with the banter, man, hop on the team, like, you know, skills and all that relating to work, that can be taught. With the right teacher, that can be always taught. Yeah. But like personality, that grows from within you, that grows from yourself, from your own experiences. That's deep. Let's hear a bit from uh, Norman. So, Norman, do you, do you still think that Victoria Knox knives are of good standard in reference to the last episode where you recommended that as a, uh, a budget knife of choice? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Good for the home cook. Easy to sharpen. I still stand by it. Yeah? yeah. They, they go for about $50. I've got one as well. They're yeah. Solid knives. Pretty mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a I, I think I'm fucking up the uh, the sharpening though. Yeah. Because I'm using a whetstone and I feel like I might be going a bit too wide and then it's get the it's got those like skid marks. Mate, I told so. you, I'll, I'll come over and show you. I should have done that, man. But yeah, I recommended. Um, mm. How's the shun going? The shun knife? That's the one that Junior recommended. Yeah. Um, a lot better. Like it, mm. it's a really nice feel knife. Oh, Junior recommended the global. Yeah, I break my No, it was Shun, wasn't it? No, no, yeah, you uh, said Shun. No one recommended one. the Shun. Tung, you weren't listening, oh, man. Sorry, you're right, you're right, it's the other way, way around. It's the other way around. Victoria and Oxford, we both stood by. Shun yeah, yeah. was his preference, uh, Norman's preference, yeah, yeah. and uh, Global was my preference. Still is my preference. How much did they go for? It's all right. Global, a whole set of six knives. You're looking at like 350. Okay. Yeah. That, that seems pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. yeah. pretty good. Very decent. That, that, that would be considered like a um, home knife as well. Mm. But you can use it in the kitchen. I do. Ask the boys. They all use my knife. You know, gets banged up. I don't, I don't use his knife. No, it's as sharp as a spoon. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a butter knife at this point. With Kennedy fucking using Kennedy it. Shout, out, shout Kennedy. out Shout out to Kennedy for blunting my knives. Yeah. The piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> is there anything that you see that is commonly done for home chefs, home cooks, that kind of like triggers you a little? Oh, not so much. Like when we're out of work, no, nothing that home chefs do like can really trigger us. You're trying your best, you know, you're trying to make a meal for yourself. That alone is already good enough for praise. For us, it's more so we give you shit when you walk in the kitchen and, you know, you speak a bit too highly about things and then you don't perform the same way you speak. 
that's when the fuck that, that's when the grilling really starts yeah like, it's like oh yeah i make a mean pasta or whatever and then they yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. what do they make like yeah. <laughs> what jar sauce right yeah, yeah that's, that's they they in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Oh, so do you guys cook a lot for yourselves i don't usually cook at home i eat out more often because after a long 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 day of work mm. i'd rather just go out and eat what's your standard on food like like as chefs like who eat really high quality like who cook really high quality food mm. Like I know you guys just before this went to the pub to eat some a pub food. Does that still hit the spot, or like are, are you guys crit- like critiquing that pub food? Oh, we critique it to a certain point. You know, it's pub food, so you can't really be too harsh. Yeah, right? yeah. But for us, yeah, it was good enough food. You know, we we chose it knowing what we're gonna be in for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you do you do get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. you do get what right. you pay for. You know, considering what we ate, that was a pretty cheap meal. Yeah, you know, usually we'd be paying what. 200 to 50 each when we, yeah. eat, when we eat out bro oh my god I remember the highest bill we've cleared is like close to 600 yeah is that just between, between the two of you oh yeah yeah that's, See, yeah, okay. yeah that, that's not even trying that's actually that's, that's, that's holding right. back so do you guys have a hobby in like just trying fine dining food to like really good quality food like is that <sighs> for inspiration to take back into the kitchen I think nowadays not so much mm. since we started working because we, we both got girlfriends now so yeah. on our days off we're spending most of our time with our girlfriends mm. but before when we were single and we were working yeah, on our days off, we'd be eating out all the time. Yeah. When, when we got the chance to, there's nothing like, it was nothing to do, no occasion. Me and Norman would be out eating all the time, experimenting, trying new foods, you know, giving it a go, whether it be expensive or not, benefit of the doubt, you know. Bit of market research. Uh, yeah, a bit of market research. I'd love yeah. to be at the table just to hear what you guys say after like taking a bite, you know, like, what do you guys say? Like, you take a bite of whatever food and then- Usually you- it starts off with the looks, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it starts off with the looks of it and then comes the tasting, it's like, it usually ends up with, oh, this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, oh fuck, this is good, bro. This is yeah. good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> do you actually like, like taste the ingredient in it? Like, oh, what do you think they cooked it in? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. do that. Eh? Yeah, we do that a lot. Try to dissect it. Yeah, yeah. we try to dissect it oh, fish oh, a lot no. as much as we can. That's such a mad skill to do that. Yeah, like we're at the point where if we taste a sauce, like you can kind of tell what's in it. Eh? Yeah. yeah, like what spices they use. Oh, yeah. shit. What yeah, ingredients, what vegetables. Whether it has like shiitake mushroom or not, you know, we can like pinpoint it pretty accurately. Interesting. I've watched uh, The Bear last month. Really good show. For context, it's about uh, like an old chef that taking over a passed down diner from his deceased brother. And it depicts a lot of the kitchen life in the series. And a lot of people have reviewed it saying that it's one of the most accurate shows yes. of what goes on behind in the yes, kitchen. Yes, I would definitely agree, agree with, with that. Yeah, I watched it as well. And it is a very, very accurate description of what goes on with the whole personality conflicts, age conflicts, cooking, like their techniques in cooking conflicts, you know, all of that is pretty, is very, is very accurate. Yeah, the way he runs things and the way they react to certain things as well. But yeah, I would say it's one of the most accurate one. And Norman, you said it wasn't that. Okay. It was like, uh, I think it just got too real for me. Like, I watched, <laughs> I watched like work. Work. and I was like, fuck, this reminds me of work. And like, it's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. No, there was that, I'll yeah. end up finishing it though, but it's yeah. just not, not right now. There was that one episode where there was like, it was chaotic and they were just cooking. And mm. I, got, I felt stressed watching it myself. Yeah. I was like, fuck <laughs> me, man. There's so much going on right now. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the episode where the main character gets like talk, uh, spoken to like, like he was shit by his um, superior. 
Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that when you got the when you got the flashback? Yeah, when you got yeah, the yeah, flashback yeah. and it was getting talked down to. Yeah, oh man, that was that was like that is real. I saw that. That's real. That's real. Yeah, bro, I saw that and I was like, fuck, that reminds me of my first year, man. Yeah, I got PTSD. it's like high level cooking. The head chef won't scream at you. They'll come up to you and like and whisper in your ear, and like they'll say, the shit demean you. Yeah. They'll be like, "You're Whoa. a shit cunt." What the fuck is this? That's yeah. worse than being yeah. screamed at. Right? I'd rather be screamed at than <laughs> yeah, like have someone walk up to me and whisper yeah. like sh- shit to my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw that. I was just like, "Fuck, this happened before." Okay, <laughs> but not not even a fine dining establishment. Like this just happened to me before. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be. I relate so dining, much. Yeah. <laughs> So do you guys spend a lot of downtime in between the rush, like trying to create new dishes? Uh, when, when it's necessary. Yeah, you know, when new, new menus are coming, you know, we spend most of our downtime trying to create new things. But most of the time, if it's so every three months seasonally, we change our menus. And like during the three months, obviously not nearing the end, if we have a lot of downtime, it's usually trying to finish up prep, you know, get things right before service starts get all the boys fed, you know, give everyone a little break from, you know, the whole day. So then we're able to take on service. Yeah, sometimes I see your st- stories, I don't, you don't post anymore, but like you would post, I don't, I don't know what it was, but you post like 300 service or like- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll look at it, I, I would understand it, but I would just know you're, you're gonna get smashed at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so that, during that time, we are getting pretty hammered, Yeah, you know, and then like we get like about 200 or 220 or so people coming in. And then so by the end of the night, like the full count of how many people comes in. So, you know, I'd post it up and I'd be like, uh, you know, like, so covers. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah covers word, yeah. usually means the amount of people that have came in individually. So you see about 200, 220, that's how many people have came into the restaurant within the five hours that we opened. Yeah. That's and most insane. of the time, I would say like 160 of them come in the same time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we deal with like 160 people in one go. Yeah, like 15 tables yeah, at once. Been like an hour and a half. How do you even know what to prep for? Cause you don't know what people are gonna order, right? Yeah, like it's so basically like throughout the week, you get an understanding of what's popular, what's not, you know. Also, like if you were to go out to eat, you know, you, you would we we would guess like what you, you're gonna eat, you know. It's essentially you'd order this first, then you go with the main, or most likely you're gonna opt for this main, so we know it's gonna be the most popular. So we would load up on it, yeah, you know, and then we prepare ourselves, you know, with the most. Uh, so basically the, those things that are least popular in the menu you know will be sectioned off into one area and then the others would be like you know where the big areas are where the grill you know the wok would be you know and then the boys there would load up on their prep get ready be efficient as possible yeah we'll have like a minimum for each dish right yeah question too like I've always wondered this but you guys don't know who's coming in too at the same time right so the, the food that you put out it's always going to be obviously high quality best presentation and whatnot but do you ever know if an influencer comes in and you just- Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have so, to go uh, extra hard or- Here nah, we go right. with the influencers. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's part of the business, right? Like, it's yeah, part of business, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so with influencers, we reach out to them or they would reach out to us. Right. So in a sense, they would have a booking on the system and then we would know, like on, noted down on the system, you know, it'd say they're either foodies or influencers. So, and then we have a separate menu, a separate set menu that we cater for them. 
Oh, separate menu. That's interesting. And oh no, it's like it's, it's part of the same menu, but it's like a selection of what we would choose uh, for the to, foodies. To, yeah, yeah, to, to highlight, to really, yeah, to really showcase and highlight our restaurant. Yeah, and that's what you so put extra extra effort just to make it more presentable. Mm. Oh, it's pretty much the same as what we. Yeah, yeah. 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 so presentable just, anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's just we we try to honestly with us we don't really single anyone now just because of popularity. Yeah, yeah. You know, we try to keep the set standard as best as we can yeah. for everybody across the board. Exactly. Yeah. Do you need to say anything legally just because you're kind of representing the restaurant right now? Uh, oh, okay. Nah, no. Drew is pretty cool. Yeah, Drew's pretty cool. You know, he probably encourages this kind of podcast. I've heard, yeah. I've heard Drew on a podcast before. Yeah, yeah Drew's uh, been on several podcasts. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a very big advocate for the area. You know, he loves he loves like the whole Asian culture and everything. Him being Vietnamese himself, obviously, but he's grown up in the same generation as we have. You know, so has Sydney Food Boy. Shout out to Sydney Food Boy, by the way. Yep. <laughs> we shout him out every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's a, he's a great guy, honestly, because it's like, you know, he wanted to showcase what Asians had to offer. You know, like Cabra isn't what it was in the 90s. Yeah. You know, Cabra is different now. He has so much more to offer than just, you know, like back then we were heroin. heroin, you know. <laughs> gangs. Yeah, and, and gangs and all that. Nowadays we live in the tw- uh, 20, like 2022 now. Yeah. You know, all, all of that. Yeah, all of that is swept, <laughs> uh, 23, sorry. Yeah, all of that swept under the rug. Yeah. And like he really highlights Too what we have cones. to offer. Yeah, I heard a podcast when he was on it and I was pretty inspired, like the whole Saigon hustle, what men, right? The hustle, which is pretty much the hustle, hustle lane and all that. So, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's funny thing you say that because when I was in Vietnam recently, um, I was with my girlfriend, her younger brother and his girlfriend, and we were in Vietnam for a week together on our last week that we were there. We were in Hoi An and we were in Saigon. So during that time we were there, I kept saying to them like, cause they, they, they wondered why it was so busy, you know, in, in Saigon, like it was, it was, it was bustling, you know, everyone yeah. was like on the move, business was running, it was pumping, like, you know, it was very crowded, yeah. very chaotic, you know? And then like, the only thing I could say to them, like, like this is the hustle, you know, this is literally the, the, the hustle of what Vietnamese people do in Vietnam. They hustle all day long to get food onto their tables, a roof is over their head. So I, I realized like, I, I originally when I came to Saigon Hustle I always wanted to I was like what the fuck does this mean yeah. <laughs> you know like, okay, okay, what does this mean like, like are we trying to look cool or something yeah. by saying hustle but like, now I think about it I, go, I, I really know what it means now like it's trying to capture like literally Saigon and it's hustling yeah rich know? or poor yeah 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 rich or poor like you're you, hustling you hustle, re- yeah. you, you hustle regardless yeah. you know so when I was in Saigon I saw all that hustling happening I was like yeah I kind of get what our restaurant defines now you know it's trying to highlight that hustle you know, it doesn't matter from a rich or poor, you know, you're always hustling no matter what. You're always working, you're always pumping, doing something to get to make some sort of progress. You know, and in saying that, that really defines why Vietnam is one of the fastest developing countries in the world. I think it's I think it's actually the fastest actually. Yeah, it's one of the fastest developing developing countries in the world and it's all done because of the citizens that live there. They live for the hustle. Like when you went back to Vietnam, it would have been the first time back in a few years, right? Like, and it was, did you, was it like developed more, way more developed than you thought or? Not way more developed. I would say in a sense, so the last time I was there was in, right before lockdown, the first lockdown. I came back right before the first lockdown. And the two years I've been gone, obviously, you know, lockdown has been happening oh, yeah, and so whatnot. Nothing, yeah, not but much. after it, you know, all the borders opened yeah. and everything. So tourism was a big thing. And so Vietnam had to accommodate for that tourism. Last time I was there, the only places that could speak English was literally the city in Saigon. You know, some people could speak broken English, some people could speak no English at all. But now when I've been back, 
literally everybody speaks English because so many Westerners are rocking up to Saigon and like, you know, partying and just having a holiday. Yeah. They had to accommodate for mm. those people and they've all learned how to speak English. That's a hustle in itself, yeah, just to learn another language. They use Duolingo. Yeah. Yeah, you talk to like all the Europeans and they say Vietnam is the best place to go. Yeah. To to party or to visit. Yeah, I've heard people I I heard people go to like, you know, Thailand and other Southeast Asian countries. I remember one guy telling me Vietnam is Thailand on steroids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 I've been in a while, so not since 2008 so it's probably a lot different now oh you should give it a go bro it's yeah, amazing why are you going place. to Singapore next month yeah like, honestly why are you going to Singapore is nothing because I hate gum bro I you just want to get away from gum really, no gum on the train really, man really I, I just want to get away from gum in like yeah. Singapore's so 2000 kilometer radius so lame yeah. <laughs> food's okay food's good though the cent- they're getting rid of the hawker centers yeah oh that's why I'm going yeah before they shut them down Seriously, bro. <laughs> Our hawker center, it's a Liverpool, Westfield Liverpool food court. <laughs> if you guys were to sum up your experience with influencers in one word, what would it be? Junior's kind of contained himself. Now this is where he has to say, oh, on behalf of Saigon Hustle. Uh, no, no, I want to give this, I wanna give this one to Norman <laughs> first, because uh, oh, I feel like they're, they're like, Parasites. Parasites. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking good word. Oh, one shit. word. That's not. Right, right. I think you're gonna say pleasant. Right, right, I yeah. like how you started that one. This is going off somewhere else. Okay. This is our yeah. own opinion, guys. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. you pay them to to come up to your restaurant and eat, right? And then they get a free meal and they get paid, essentially just to advertise your business. Because um, most most food uh, food influencers, if you listen carefully, they don't elaborate on on the food. They just say it's really nice or you should try this. Or you should visit this place, but they don't say they don't rate the food or like they don't talk about the food. So it's like Mark Wiens. Oh my god, guys, this is amazing. Yeah, this yeah, is amazing. You know what I hear a lot on the like, like TikTok like ones? Called, um, yeah, I can't name him, but like you, you guys know what he's. You guys know him. I'm not gonna name him. <laughs> they'll, they'll, say, so they'll say stuff like, "Oh, this this Cook Zero is to yeah. die for." Yeah, and that's it. Like, for. Like, there's no explanation this on it. Is so you have yummy. to try it. You gotta try it. You this. must try it. You guys, I, I see you guys looking at me for my input. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm it's gonna let, be a bit more controversial. The viewers are here. I'm gonna let Norman opinion. keep elaborating a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Warm me up, bro. Butter me up. No, no one's a bit like it's relatively more safe of an answer. No, no, butter me up so I can burn this toast. Okay, let's follow up that like. Do they have the audacity to complain? They can't complain because- they can't, right? It's a free feed. It's a free feed and they're getting paid. They can't say anything bad about your restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's a very it's a very biased review. Exactly, it's very biased. It's basically advertising. Yeah, you're paying them to come advertise for your business. And uh, let's say for one of the top influencers, just give us a ballpark on what someone might charge would it be like three digits? One guy, we digits. Got, one guy we got a quote on. It was two grand to come in, yeah. eat free food, put on a review and then leave. Do you want to be that specific on the number? Because uh, I might know who that is. Oh, far, you know. Oh, it's 2K. You figure out who you are. <laughs> you would know. Is this is a call out. Yeah, you would know. Everybody's not listening to it. It's not, I'm not calling anyone just out. It's just, you, you, making you, people aware. Yeah, I'm making people aware. Shit. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot, definitely. That's more than like you get paid for your whole shift. Like it's kind of- It's like- and they're eating two weeks. Four nights wage. And they're eating for free. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Free meal, a whole set menu. So long as they two make grand. a biased review to advertise your restaurant in a positive light. Yeah. yeah. Just a 30 second reel on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Socials have really taken over, you know, the whole critiquing restaurants. It's kind of like 
throwing everyone on a bandwagon kind of thing. You know, if a if one guy who has a lot of influences says, "Oh, this is such a great place," then the same amount of followers might rock up to that restaurant, and at least I say seventy to eighty percent of them would have the same uh, opinion of that place because of what he said. Other twenty to thirty percent, you know, would disagree, but obviously they wouldn't say it out loud. They don't have a platform to speak about it, nor are they going to be bothered to speak about it. And which if, I don't blame. Yeah, and even if they don't disagree, that. Like what's the what's the chance they're going to follow them follow the guy for the next place that he goes to? High chance, right? very high yeah, chance, yeah, very yeah. high chance. Yeah. Honestly, I do the same now too. Like he like people like that with uh, you know a lot of influence and that throw out a lot of reels like that. You know, they're going they're getting paid. I understand you know to go out of their way to make a reel for the place, but at least they get to go there showcase it for us. They're like a little commercial, you know, as, uh, if I would say. You know, so we could see what that place has to offer and whether it be, it would be down to us to make a decision whether we want to go or not, you know, based on his reel or her reel. You know, but in terms of uh, your original question, what was it again? <laughs> Sum it up in one word. Wasn't juicy enough. Sum it up in one word. Foodies and influencers. Ah, oh, man. Deceiving. Yeah, Ooh, nice wow, These are really right. negative words yeah. coming out here from these guys. Yeah, they're they're strong, very yeah. evil though. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're unnecessary. But honestly, evil. They're necessary, I reckon. Necessary. Yeah, because uh, okay. you need them to like yeah. keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Nowadays in the technological age, yeah, you need you need them to keep doing what we do. You know, like we don't have critique like food critics walking into our restaurant giving us a review. You get, you know, the the low ballpark people. So obviously, foodie influencers, people have a big uh, follow, followers, you know, mm. they'll come in and they'll get that kind of people for us to come in and try out our stuff and let them decide whether or not they like it or not. But at the same time, I wished, I do wish nowadays that people would take it upon themselves to figure out whether it's good or not and come in, try it on their own volition. Do you uh, ever get offended then if someone doesn't like your food or you take that as- No, constructive feedback. criticism. Yeah. Constructive yeah. Yeah. criticism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if they say something that's obviously like, you know, unreasonable and like goes against the grain of, you know, what we did, then yeah. So do you think there is a good payoff for getting influencers on? How would you even quantify it? Like there's no special code, like use code RICE10. Nah, nah. There's, visit this place. So- I do remember when we first got him in, we did get a massive influx of customers. Which oh, did to him. Uh, uh, him or her, you know, the, whatever <laughs> you want to fucking say to it. They know who Look, bro, you're a piece of shit regardless. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm uncensoring this shit. You know, I've held this in for the last 20 minutes. Fuck you, you dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, think, I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry, bro. Norman butted me up real good. <laughs> It eggs me on, but but, but it was. It, do you think it was uh, it was worth it? I reckon it was. It's it's hard. It's, it's not quantifiable. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like as long as they're busy every weekend, which they are. It feels like something's working, right? Like, yeah. If you're good enough, then you should be able to get customers in the door without the help of these guys, right? And if they want to come and visit and review your place out of their own, you know, then yeah, that's fine. Well, have you ever had anyone that's just rocked up and you didn't know until they made a post about it? No. No. Never, never. They always make a big deal about it. Yeah. Even even people <laughs> one thousand like followers, a thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no wonder you're saying like, parasite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no, even that's, they, that's they why he's causing parasites. Because yeah. even like people with one thousand plus like uh, followers, you know, they they'll make a video about it and try to blow it up as well. Do you Same know way. who I am? <laughs> yeah. 
No, they don't even. Is that what they say? No, 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 no. So usually, if they do come in, we have like a deal with them. Yeah, you come in. Some people very gracious enough come in. You know, you get a free meal. You get your free meal. You know, and they go, yeah, no, we make a video. Some people do charge. You know, for the lower influencers, usually about fifty to two hundred bucks. You know, obviously with the high influencers, two k. God knows why two thousand. But man, crazy. Yeah, the highest. No, we, not the highest we've paid, but the highest that uh, we, that's the quote we got back. And man, 2000 bloody hell. You can go fuck yourself, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You're really not a fan of this person, man. Not at all, not at all. Just like Norman said, they're parasites. I mean, you're a parasite, you know. Fuck your You're just a leech Yeah You're just trying leeching to leech, like leech. business. Yeah you're leeching yeah. off businesses You know Like these guys to me If you speak Ill about them You know who I am Okay <laughs> They can They can burn down your business In one go One fell swoop You know They really can yeah Yeah they, they, they can put up a bad review They can make a shit video of you And like th- That'd be it for you That'd be completely it for you Your whole business would go down like in that process, they don't even know what they're doing. They're putting countless jobs, you know, at risk. You know, people going freaking jobless, you know, putting people into debt. Yeah, and it goes on and on, you know, with just one video nowadays. Yeah, one man. video, they can do that. And so obviously, you know, we don't talk ill about them, even though you know who you fucking are. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like there's not much we can do about it because we live in that age where like, it's a, like Norman said, it's a necessary evil. Like where we, we kind of do need them now, you know, because people, people's attention spans aren't so big anymore. You know, they're used to the little clips, yep. you know, something that catches their eyes, little little things that catch their attention. Quick reels. Yeah, quick yeah. reels and all that, you know, that, that really gets people, you know, to come out and, you know, try things out. Not like before, like man, me and Norman, we used to just look up the menu. Look up, look at Google. Google was our place yeah, to go. Photos, yeah, yeah go, go look at the the, the core of the place. Look at the reviews. You know, try to decipher the reviews as best as we can, whether this person is reliable or not. You know, some people would even know who they are. You know, but then like judging by their words, you can kind of get a spectrum of you know what you need to do. You know, you look at their menu, how it's priced, and you're like, okay, yeah, this place might be worth trying out. You know, this place might be worth spending the money that we work so hard for on. Yep. Yeah, food influencers are parasites, eh? Like, my mate who owns who owns a restaurant, I can't name them, he or she made a little joke about the influencer that visited the restaurant. And then that influencer and her mates, who are also influencers, they all spammed that restaurant with, like, bad reviews just because she made a little joke about the cake they brought to, to the no venue. Way. Yeah. And then my mate, who's, a, who's the owner, she doesn't care. That's like fast, she, she, her restaurant gets like heaps of customers week in week out anyway so she doesn't really care I feel like with Saigon Hustle though you guys already built your brand you built that base like you have loyal customers regardless of like who says bad like bad things about it so mm. I think you guys did well for yourself because no one really thinks bad about Saigon Hustle and what can an influencer say like oh yeah they gave me bad customer service like okay but yeah, 99% well, of the time it was that's good that's true but then like at the same time it can deter away our current customer base yeah, that do yeah. look at influencers. You know, we don't know how many. Well, like you say, it's hard. It's very hard to quantify. You know, but let's just say fifty percent of our customer base relied on the food influencers, like that one video. Fifty percent of our customer base yeah, gone. Yeah. That'll ruin a business so easily. 
You know, our customer base would drop from a from a thousand people a week to five hundred, and then how's that going to pay people's wages? How's going to that? How's that going to pay for the bills? And then eventually, you fall into debt slowly and slowly. Got to go borrow some money from the bank so you can pay it off because usually restaurants are leased out. You know, you could have about two years left on your lease. You know, week in week out, you got to pay rent nonstop because if you don't, you have to fork out all the money to pay for that lease. You know, all because of one video or a group of little influencers coming together, you know, talking shit about your place. Hence why, like I said, and like Norma said, parasites, <laughs> deceiving <laughs> dogs. You guys have, uh, I would assume, much more thicker skin than someone on social media like that, like an influencer. So it would make sense that your friend who owns a restaurant, mm. it doesn't really phase them as much. No, Whereas that little comment to them, yeah. it just like destroyed them. Yeah, fucking so soft, man. Yeah, like those influences. Yeah, it really destroyed the influence. They took so much offense to it. It was just like a minor joke. It was just a little joke about uh, a cake or pastry they brought to the to the venue. Yeah. <laughs> like for example, if you if you're a uh, four point seven on Google reviews, five comments of one stars in a row will drop you down to a four point five. Yep. That easily Yeah I could have a thousand Five star reviews But consistent Like a five in a row One star reviews Can drop me down to a 4.5 That easily It's like the effect uh, You know Have you guys ever heard of A white piece of paper And a black dot If you get a white piece of paper And you put a black dot In the middle What does everyone focus on The black dot That's what that is They all focus on The, the Google would focus On those one star reviews Not the white part Where all the thousand Five star reviews are yeah, so in that sense, you know, a few little reviews from a few little influencers, you know, can damage your business greatly. You know, like me and, me and Norman, for example, we're going to spend, you know, just me and him, four to $600 on a meal. We're talking entrees, main dessert, drinks and everything. If that place isn't above a 4.5, we won't spend that much. Mm. You know, that's just, just how it is for us on our side as chefs. And it's just based off Google. It's not based off anything else. You know, we just look at it as if it's, it's 4.5 and less, we just be like, okay, we're just gonna be we're gonna be okay with what we're gonna spend there. We're not gonna try everything because you know it might not be worth it. But then if it's over a four point five, you know that's like it's a gamble still, but it's a higher likelihood of us getting something good out of it for our money. Hmm. Well, is there any positive experience that you've had with influencers? I wouldn't say positive. It's taking a while to think of that one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say positive. I just say it's neutral. It's 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 a give and take. It's business. Yeah, you know. They come in, we pay them, they get a free meal, they make a good review about us, which is very biased, you know, that falls on our side, and that's it, you know. A positive review from us would be if they came in on their own volition, mm. you know, did the review and did a reel for free, you know, without us having to ask them, you know, had their own opinions on it, whether it be good or bad, honestly, whether it be good or bad, like just an honest opinion on our food and, you know, our, our venue as overall, and yeah, honestly, that'd be a positive for us. I, I, I would give them props. I'd be like, thank you. There are very few food critics that are like, or like influencers that are genuine. And like they, like they show both the good and bad, right? Yeah, the, there's a, an influencer called um, Philosophy. Yeah, Philosophy. He dines at places and he would post the receipt at the end of his post. And every like, dish gets a proper review. And he, yeah, he re reviews every dish. Yeah, whether mm -hmm. he likes it, what are the key yeah. points to it, the bad, the pros and the cons to it. Like he pays for it himself, so yeah. he uh, can yeah, say so whatever he wants. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not bias. 
if all influencers were like that, man, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have a problem with them at all. Yeah, mm. that's great. Yeah, you're doing you're doing something for the community. You're doing something for our restaurant. You're giving an honest to God review of our place, whether it's worth the money or not. Yeah, it benefits the chefs. Yeah, it be- they get yeah um, reviews on it. It benefits feedback. the chef. Yeah, yeah, it gives us good um, constructive criticism. No, it lets us know what we should work on, what we should improve in. You know, to create a venue where everyone can come in and have a great experience. If a lot more people did that, then a lot of venues out there would take it upon themselves to upgrade, you know, make the service better, yeah. make the decor better, make the, the food better. So instead of having, you know, a few good restaurants out in Sydney and a lot of bad ones, we would ha- just have a lot of good ones in Sydney yep. overall. Would you pay for someone to do a non-biased review that would show both sides? No. No, why would you pay them that? Because you're paying them. Yeah. So, so you, we'll you expect biased. to get something positive. out of it. Yeah. 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 So let's say going on the, the side of the, the influencer, they would need, I guess, money to fund their hobby, which is eating out. Would yeah, you to work a proper job. <laughs> just get a job, man. <laughs> like the get, a job and do, and get a job and do Shit. your influencing thing on the side. Yeah. You know, do it properly. Do it with morals and values. You know, but the most influencers just be on the buy side because they can make a quick buck. So they can make some money. So they can fund their little adventures. Think about how good their lives are. Being funded to eat out and make a biased review. It sounds like the easiest job alive. That's why so many people are doing it. Yeah. Even these like 500, 1,000 followers. Are they actually getting paid, these smaller accounts? Yeah, they get get a free meal at least. At the least they get a free meal. Yeah. You know, for for posting up a video or giving our place a review. Man. Yeah. Crazy, eh? What would you pay me? I've got 600 on the podcast page, mate. Uh, Six hundred. Honestly, we just give you the free meal. Half yeah. of them aren't even in like Australia. Give you a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> give, you, give you a handy out the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good handy out the back with a glove. That's a pretty good deal. Actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll put some butter on it for you. <laughs> some cultured butter. Put some olive oil, bro. <laughs> no, but like that's that's why we have like urban lists. That's why we have concrete playground. That's why we have uh, the good food guide. You know, those are proper established companies you know, who make proper reviews, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come in and, and they'll write up about us, you know, the good, the good and the bad points, you know, they're worth giving a free meal to paying a bit of money to, you know, to put us on their platform, you know, a platform that has exponential reach within our country, you know, but like with influencers, man, like it's hard. Like how, how do you trust, how do you trust someone who just eats out and gives biased reviews? And then on the lo- and on the download have their own opinion of it, to to the audience, to the viewers out there, to the community, they'll be like, oh my god, this place is great. Oh, it's a great great atmosphere, bang for your buck, and all of that. But what w- what do you reckon they say behind the scenes? You know, for me, it, it, truth and honesty is the best way to go, right? You know, that, that shows you have a lot of good morals and values. So if behind the scenes you're talking shit, like you know, you go up to your other little friends and you go. Oh no, I don't, I don't recommend this place. I wouldn't spend this much there. But then you told half the world already that oh, this place is a great place. You know how does that affect you as a person? Yeah, you're just lying to yourself. You're just right? lying yeah. to yourself. Why would you want to lie to yourself? There seems to be a lot of negative connotation coming out yeah, here. Yeah, I didn't come here ex- like come here today expecting I'll be like turned against um, influencers, but like I agree. Not, not big fans. Yeah, not it's, big fans at all. I, I want to ask you guys now: Do you guys like evil? <laughs> no, do you guys like evil in general? Just the, the anything evil. You like nah, anything? No, it's I not. Right. This yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's not right. Yeah. No one likes anything evil. So, would you like a necessary evil? Depends what it is. 
Why? It's evil regardless. It it, it it's it breaks morals and values. It's, it's still a necessary evil though. But it's a, in general, it's evil. You don't want that. You wouldn't want that at all for anything. You know, you, you want to be lied to. Do you like being lied to? No, no, I'm serious. Like, like you guys like being lied to? Nah, I, no I, don't. I, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't like being lied to. I, I like the cold, hard truth. You know, regardless yeah. of whether it affects me or not, I would like the cold, hard truth. You know, because that, that just leaves you room for improvement. You know, if people take it the wrong way and fucking cow in a corner and cry about it, then that's on them. But then, you know, to make progression in life, it's the truth. And if it's the truth and it hurts, then you got something to improve on and work on now. You know, yeah, you know you can do something about it. But then these guys... Think about it. They're very biased. They're yeah. lying. I've been to the places they recommended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah they they go, nah, dog shit. Dog <laughs> shit. Yeah, a lot of places that these these foods recommend, yeah, dog shit. So the only one that you would recommend would be, what was the account again? Uh, old mate, what's his name? Philosophy. Yeah, Philosophy. Yeah, that's uh, the only genuine account Yeah, that, so far, yeah, 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 <laughs> online, no on social, that's the yeah. only genuine guy I've seen. Like, the way he reviews, the way he pays for his own meals, you know, he, he brings other people along, you know, so he can get their kind of uh, input on it as well. Yeah. You know, just so he knows that, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not the only one that thinks like this. So, the, the shout out to that guy, man. That guy's a great guy, honestly. You know, for doing that, P- pulling money out of his own pocket to do this kind of stuff, you know. But other people, they're just parasites. <laughs> just link the guy's hey? Instagram yeah, in the description. So, how do you think he funds that then, or is it just a hobby for him? You reckon? I think it's like he does like finance or something, so he's pretty loaded. Yeah, he's got he money. Is, it's, 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 it's purely it's just a hobby. He doesn't. You reckon? Yeah, he doesn't I reckon yeah. it's just a hobby for him. Does he ever do sponsored posts? No, uh, not I've that I've seen. seen. Not that I've seen. Page, no. oh. yeah. Like he'll post a receipt and like. At the end of the meal, yeah, yeah, and it's like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Like he actually pays his own money, to like to eat at these places. Do we know that? Or what if he's just printing them out and uh, he's just like, just give us the printout so it looks like I'm paying. Then he's a parasite too, and then he would burn in hell for the same thing. He's Satan for, right? for, for <laughs> deceiving and lying to the public. <laughs> That's if. That's if. Yeah, that's if. No, that's we're if. going he's with the connotation that he's. he's yeah, that's if. But then, like, I don't think he would be. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, there'd be no gain. There'd be no gain there in doing that. You know, lying like that, as a, uh, from a, from an ethical point of view. You know, there, there's no gain in that. That's just gonna it's gonna burn you down the road, man. If someone finds out, if someone ever finds out, fuck, you're fucked. You'll get caught out so easily. Yeah, though. yeah, caught like, out so by easily. the restaurants that he goes to. Yeah, they'll just be like, no, you didn't come here. Or, yeah. You didn't pay. Uh, yeah. and, and honestly, we would have heard about about that by now. 34.2k followers, man. You, you yeah, it's a hard lie to keep up. Yeah, it's a hard lie to keep up. You can't lie long for about that, man. Is there anything else you want to drop about influencers? Because we've spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> but no, not really. I don't like talking about them. Yeah, all right, next you question. You like ranting about them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love ranting about them. Yeah, when you get in that mood. Yeah, when like, we yeah. get in that mood, if I've got the ball rolling. But <laughs> in general, like Norman said, it's a necessary evil at this point. And it's not an evil that I would like around, but it's necessary. Yep. So what's a cheap, simple meal that you guys love? Toasted bread and butter. Bread and bread butter? And butter? Toasted oh. bread and butter, a bit of sea salt. Oh, always hits the spot. I love I love a bit of bread and butter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What kind of butter? We're talking about Cultured proactive? butter. Cultured butter. Yeah, the, yeah. Little, the uh, sour, pe- tangy one. Cultured butter. Have you seen pepper sour? It's a little round one. And then what type of bread? Just like white bread? Always, or do you get like a... Oh, no, I love Fatasha though. He, he loves... I, I like a... Like a, like a you know, there's dinner rolls. Yeah. No, 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 not those ones. No, no, no. You know those... It's like a mini baguette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you from Willie's bro? Fuck. Toasted... 
toast that toast that well, and yeah. you're pretty set to go. Oh, you can't go wrong for the pub steak though. I love a, a cheap pub steak. Yeah, yeah, cheap pub steak. I have more rapid fire questions if you want. If not, but there's another question I want to ask too. Yeah, I don't know if you have it on your list, Tom, but like, okay, so what's next? Like the last time we spoke, you guys. You were taking a break, you were slumming it out. Like now you guys are top chefs, right? For a big place. Like, I wouldn't say top chefs. Top chefs. You guys would be recognized enough, man. Like, no, have no, shit. like it's a process. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, mean, like, I wouldn't say we're top chefs. Look, I would say more so we got where we wanted to be. Yeah, yeah We achieved our, our initial goal was to work together. It's just that we didn't know that when we were going to work together that I would be the head chef and no one would be my sous chef. Yeah. You know, that, that was like, that, that was unpredicted for me. I just went with the flow. You know, with the flat, what opportunities were there and what opportunities I seized. When I go up the ladder, like when I try to make it up in the world, I want to bring people along with me. There's no point having all that glory and fame to yourself if you have got no one to share it with. Exactly. You know, and like with chefs, every chef knows one chef only has two hands. He can't run a kitchen by himself. He needs, he always needs a team. Currently, I have a team of five. That's 10 hands. You know, that's a lot of help that I need to actually make it somewhere. And even then, like I'm still slowly progressing in that world. Currently, I'm the head chef of Saigon Hustle, and we're in the works of opening up our second venue, which is uh, located in the city, which was obviously mine and Norman's dream to always have, like, you know, run our own restaurant in the city because it's a lot, a lot more notable up there, a lot more people dying out there, you know, so that's the next step. Will Norman, will you be moving over with him too if once that happens? Yeah, I'll have to stay back and run the one in Smithfield. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, until we find someone viable enough to run Saigon Hustle for us. Yep. But essentially, by the next step, I want to be an executive chef mm. and Norman to be the permanent head chef. You know, what, What's the difference between that? Executive chef, in a sense, uh, how do I say it? I would handle a lot more paperwork. Yeah. You know, I would handle a lot more of the hiring process, uh, even though I do the same now, but it's just, I, I would say it's a more responsibility. Yeah. I step away. I take a step back from the kitchen. Do a lot yeah. of the paperwork. Yeah, I do a lot of paperwork, stuff. like logistics. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I don't really want to be, but then like, at least I want to have a hand in making the menus. But even in that sense, with Norman being my head chef, he would be making the menus and I would just be like, you know, I would be his little food critic, basically. Mm. You know, someone that he can trust, that he knows that he's worked alongside with, that can give him an honest opinion on things that could be improved or things that are like, oh, fuck, bro, this is great. You know, I don't, there's nothing that we need to change. You know, I, I can give him affirmation that and confirmation that this is going to work. You know, so he has a second opinion from someone else. You know, same vice versa. If I was to make a dish, you know, I can run it by him and then he would let me know the same thing. It's basically... Two people that you can trust, just one person takes a step back from the kitchen, handles more of the logistics. The other one has full reign of the kitchen. Damn. It's a whole different world. It's exciting, it's though. It's exciting, yeah, but it's also exciting. Like, you guys have your own, you got, might get your own things sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, big moves. Our, our, our main goal is to have our own restaurant. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, to have our own little domain that we run, own, and like operate, look after, and everything. Something that, like, you know, we don't got to work for someone where we can work for ourselves and only ourselves. Our own little baby. Yeah, our own little baby. You know that we nurture. No one wants to be working for a boss forever. Yeah. You know, I I recommend for anyone like your the ideal is to work for yourself. Because think about it, all that hard, long hours, the hard work you put in, it does benefit you in the progress, but also it benefits the person the most who is the owner. Yeah. You know, but then if you were essentially the owner yourself and you put in that exact same hard effort, you know, and everything, then it would benefit you and solely you. And yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. Keep all the money for yourself. 
not about the money. It's not about, it's not about, the, it's not like, about the money. It's restaurants like, open because yeah. they love the cooking. Yeah. They don't, they're not here to steal your money or yeah, take uh, your yeah, money. Yeah, honestly. Like, with, with me, for example, like, man, my, my, my long-term goal is if I have a restaurant and I'm making killer money, I want to be handing out bonuses. I don't want to be holding on to myself being a little fucking selfish. <laughs> Drive to yeah. work in a new Lambo. Do you want to work in your Lambo? Why not? And then give my and give my staff like 10k every six months. Yeah, if you have that's the a money, bonus. Yeah. If I have the money, why not? Yeah. Think about it. If I'm making, for example, if I'm making half a million a year in profit, man, half a million dollars. Think about it. If I look at myself, I go, bro, 10 years ago, Junior, you were making like a 90k salary. Now you're making half a million in profit a year plus your own salary on top. You gotta look at the bigger picture. It's like. Do you want to hold on to your workers? You know, do you want to treat them like actual family? Like, you know how they say when you go, oh, we're a family. Oh, we're, yeah. a family. You know, oh we're a family here. You know, well, like actually try to create a family. You know? People like you, like me, for example, I'm a male. If I'm the, the head hunter of the restaurant, I'm the father. You know, as, as a father, you got to look after your children, you know? And in that sense, in this way of looking after, give them bonuses, treat them well. You know, tell them that they're doing a good job. You know, give, give them the bonuses that they deserve. On your own free will, obviously, because you run all the money. But with me, but I want to be giving back. You know, like think about I'm I'm happy enough. I make half a million a year, give out two hundred grand, split among everyone else. I'm happy. I still got three hundred k left. You know, I got three hundred k, but with three hundred k, I can go I can go around the world, do whatever I want, go on holidays, and just come back, and the business still running. Why? Because if I leave for half a year, I know my boys. They're not going to let this place burn down. They're not because you're treating them well. Yeah, because I'm treating them well, and they're getting their money. They get they're getting their salary plus their bonuses every six months to a year. They get they're getting their 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 end of the bargain, you know. And they enjoy working there. And they enjoy working there. That's that's the first and foremost. They enjoy working. Like nowadays, when we go to work, before it used to be, fuck, bro, I don't want to go work. That's the first thing we say. Fuck, yeah, wait, can you train or got to drive or got to drive like an hour to work? Like, yeah, fuck, bro, I don't want to fucking work, bro. I don't want to quit today. I think I should quit. Yeah. That's, that's me and MK. And then, and then like me, me and Norman would like have our letter of resignation in our pocket. Just got to write the date on it and sign it. Ready, PDF files saved in our Gmail, you know, ready to go. But nowadays, you know, it's less of that. Nowadays it's like, when we go to work, it's like, fuck, what are we going to have for lunch? You know, what are we going to eat for lunch, bro? Like what are we going to make? You know, nowadays we're not, we're not like so, what's that word? Fuck me. Like resistant or something not, to not resistant. Uh, I can't figure out that word. Are you just saying this because your boss might be listening to this? No, no. bro. No, <laughs> he's the boss. Drew is the reason why we're allowed to be like this because he gives us that freedom. Oh, but, seriously? Yeah, he, he, gives us, he, he gives us that freedom, bro. Like, top bloke. yeah, he's a top bloke. Honestly, like he's he's so nice to us. He's never a lot of bosses would come down to like me being the head chef. He'd they, they'd come down on my throat, bro. You know, if, if something goes wrong, you know, labor costs is this and that. But Drew, he always sits down with us. Let's work out a solution. You know, Let, let's do something that can benefit our, our business so we can all rise together. I like that mentality. You know, you're in it together. You know, we're all going to drown. We all drown together. Yeah. He's yeah. one of those few bosses that would like encourage us all to drink together. Yeah. Like before a busy service. Yeah. Just yeah, to like build true. that morale. Yeah. He, 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 try, he always tries his best to build a, build a morale, you know. He's a, he's one of the only bosses I've worked with that walks in and says hello to everybody. Yeah. You know, take, fist take, bumps everyone. Yeah, fist bumps everyone while we're working, yeah. you know. Hey, what's up, bro? So if you're working, we'll slap you on the back. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Get your attention. So he, it's a form of respect, you know. He's yeah. acknowledging that we're there. Back yep. to all waiters, waitresses. Yeah, like everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody, bro. Yeah, so well. sometimes, sometimes when we used to work before, bosses used to come in, 
don't even look at us in the eye. Yeah. Some of them don't even remember our names, bro. What? Yeah, 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 every day. yeah. And then they bring up the excuse of, oh, you, you think I have time to remember your name? They got time to do this and that. Yeah. Well, of course you do. Some people, You're just a piece of shit. Some owners call you chef, not because they respect you, but because they, don't, they can't be fucked uh, learning your name. <laughs> yeah. Straight yeah. yeah. up, bro. Hey, chef. Yeah, yeah. They walk with you. Hey, chef. Hey, chef. You know, they yeah. think, oh, you, and the other person thinks, oh, oh he respects me because I'm a chef. No, motherfucker. He just he doesn't know your fucking name, bro. <laughs> You know? It's so true. <laughs> so, would your new restaurant would that be similar cuisine to Saigon Hustle? Uh, yeah, we we, we want to hold on to the Vietnamese heritage a lot because, um, as it says, you know, it's Saigon Hustle. But not just that, a majority of us that work there, we are Vietnamese of Vietnamese background, and uh, we we really want to highlight Vietnamese cuisine as much as we can because if you go in the city now, you can't really find much places that have Vietnamese food. No on, no on Google would have state like they are a Vietnamese restaurant. Well, you got the basic like for restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because of the French French colonization, a lot of the, uh, Vietnamese meals they're individual meals, so, you know, like pho, dum mm. nak you know, bung riu, all that. It's a single bowl for yourself. You know, you eat for yourself and then you're done after. A little takeaway bun yeah. me. Yeah, a little takeaway bun me. Yeah. yeah, even a bun me. Think about it. It comes from Vietnam, but then you're still eating it by yourself. Most of our sharing dishes come from. Chinese culture, you know, like say so Chinese cuisine, um, that, that's where we get our sharing ideas from. You know, we still highlight, like think about picking duck, we get it from the Chinese. You know, stir fries, we get it from the Chinese. Anything in the wok, we get it. Tofu and all, tofu dishes and all that. Anything that can be shared around the table on a Lazy Susan that spins around. I'll set the Lazy Susan. Yeah, it's, it's inspired by the Chinese. So I want to try my best. That's why... I, that's why I'm trying to make a modern Vietnamese food because I want to try my best to incorporate as much Vietnamese dishes as I can in a way where it can be shared among everybody. It's a very hard, hard endeavor, honestly, because I've been racking my brain out around like trying to make this menu. And honestly, it's been stressing me out, boys. It's very, very hard. <laughs> I, I can't think. There aren't too many like, dishes that... Can I ask? Yeah, like shit. So I've been, I've been wanting to ask this the whole time just now. Too. What is, how do you guys think of a new menu? Like, do you just think, okay... Uh, that's you know it's tofu season coming up like let's do something with tofu no no it's, it's like not that, that. Then, it's not that bro like, it, it, it's, it's uh, so much more than that and I, I I think any other chef out there listening I reckon they could relate in the same way when we make a dish it has to perform from A to Z when I mean when I say A to Z it means once it hits your table the appearance of it okay the looks of it it has to appeal to you once it appeals to you there has to be a reasoning behind it Okay, once the reasoning is done, then they taste it. Once they taste it, okay, whether it's good for sharing, whether it would drown the kitchen during service, whether it'd be easy to get the products in, whether it would uh, suit the season, whether it would work in this type of restaurant. You know, there's so many questions come about. You know, when me and Norman, when me and Norman making dishes, like he knows I, I'm always asking him these kind of questions. You know, I'm there's always- limitations in the kitchen. Yeah, there's limitations in our kitchen. And like when we make dishes, I'm always asking him this kind of stuff. Me, I always try to anticipate the worst that could happen so I can get some answers out of it or get some questions out of it. You know, I could ask Norman, hey, bro, you reckon like more than three people could share this? And then he'll be like, oh, fuck, I yeah. don't know. And I'll be like, hey, bro, 
you reckon this would be suited between uh, like one between, like one between two? He's like, yeah, one between two. So what if it's a table of twenty people? He's like, oh fuck, they'll fuck us. Yeah, he's like, that's not good for service, bro. Yeah, he's I like, just like the ideas, yeah, man. Like, I love yeah. just like pumping out. Yeah, ideas. He, he, he's he's my idea guy. Like that that was been my goal since I met him since day one. If I was gonna take Rain in the kitchen, this guy's my idea guy. So you, you, you know, know, more creative in like putting together two different recipe. Uh, two different yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll create dishes. Yeah, he'll create dishes. yeah, oh, yeah. Or like, oh, wow. like food influence from my childhood. Or yeah, like, and then on the theoretical yeah. side, I'll handle that. And I just yeah. always he cleans ask, it up. Yeah, yeah. And I just clean it up as best as I can. Once I clean it up, it goes through another clean up though. Mm. I clean it up and I'll give it back to him. I go, clean enough. <laughs> and, then, and then he'll look at it and be like, nah, he'll clean it up. He'll give it back to me. Is it clean enough? I'll be like, yeah, it's clean enough. We enough. always work on everything. Yeah, we work on everything oh, as wow. best as possible. You know, like think about it. In Saigon Hustle, it's a 130 seater restaurant. Our kitchen is equipped to only do 60 people, bro. Yeah. Okay. Not even. Yeah, well, not even. It's yeah, yeah, tiny, it, it, it actually is quite small. It's, right? a, it's, it's a, a tiny, tiny kitchen. It's a tiny kitchen at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were to extend flat. your kitchen in a straight line, that's yeah, how small that our kitchen is. If it's like, uh, it's like one stovetop and the microwave and a yeah, fridge. Think about it. Our elbows <laughs> are always touching each other. Like yeah. we, we're bumping into each other all the time, bro. Yeah. It's a tiny kitchen. So think about it. Like a kitchen equipped to only do about 60 people, you know, we're doing like, right in a night, 150 to 200 people. You know, coming in non-stop. We've got to load up our stuff non-stop. So obviously, when we make dishes, we have to take into account efficiency. Because the worst thing that could happen in a restaurant is you waiting for your food. That, that, I don't know about you, that, but that, that pisses me the fuck off, you know? Yeah, you walk in, think about it. I give you your drink and you're already done with your drink and your food's not even there yet. You got nothing to like drink your drink with like in yeah. general you know that, that that pissed me the fuck off so for us is like a key of efficiency we want the food to be out on your table so you get you're able to like dine in straight away you know dive into the food because i know you're here most likely you haven't eaten dinner yet most likely you might have skipped lunch to come eat dinner here you know let's just chuck food on your table as fast as we can so that you're able to eat and so that we're able to do that for every other customer that walks in as well you know like we want to treat every customer the same and so, like I said, our kitchen is only equipped to do 60 people, but we're able to do like fucking close to 200, 220 people with our kitchen. Just purely based on efficiency. Purely based on efficiency. No, oh, not purely, but a majority of it, yeah, based on efficiency. It all rolls back to that. We do the creating, all the, all the practical stuff that comes with it, all the cooking, the cuisine, the tasting and everything. And at the end of it is, is this fast? Is it going to be fast enough to pump out for like 150 people if we get them in one go, bro? Who look at me and be like, I don't think so. The second he says, I don't think so. Think about it. We could have worked on this dish for four days. Scrap the whole dish. So you, 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 you guys Start have sacked some good ideas and I'm guessing. Like yeah. you guys sacked. Oh, you have no Man, idea, The world is missing bro. out on half your fucking We're ideas. We're fending for fish what? on the menu. But yeah. like, it's like, like seafood. Yeah. It takes too long, right? No, no, it takes too long. It's, it's too expensive. Mm. The cost of it. Think about it. We, 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 our restaurant's in Smithfield, bro. You're going to walk yeah. in and pay like 50 to 60 bucks for a salmon? No. No, you yeah. won't. If you went to the city, you'd be CBD, like, yeah, like yeah, you went to CBD, you're like, ah, no, you know what? I'm here, I'm here, I'm not here regularly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, exactly. I, I'll, I'll kind of like, you know, be a bit lavish and like, you know, treat myself. Why not? But, right, you're driving 15 minutes down the road <laughs> to our restaurant. You really gonna want to be paying like 60, 50, 60 bucks for fish, bro? Nah, not at all. And then the profit margin on our side is not even that great. Yeah, because we have to charge that much yeah, to be able to make. A like tiny break profit, even at least. Yeah. to yeah. keep the business alive. Yeah, you know? just a tiny profit. Yeah. Like We're people not- don't understand. People don't understand. Like they, they go out and they eat and they go, "Far, why is this like steak ninety bucks? Or wow, why is this these prawns like forty bucks?" Yeah, but you don't understand. 
The rent. The rent. <laughs> the, the rent. Labor. Inflation. The labor. The, fucking the bills, you know, that we got to pay for. Yeah. And then once, by the time we calculate all that, the profit is fuck all. Yeah. The profit's fuck all, bro. So, so what has the biggest profit margin? What dish? Or what cuisine? Current uh, cuisine or cuisine? Cuisine uh, Chinese. Chinese, Chinese food. Chinese food. Chinese food. Chinese food. Yeah. Bro, I, <laughs> Chinese takeout takeout food. Yeah. If I if I did a Chinese takeaway restaurant, not even a restaurant, you can't even sit in there. It's just takeaway, just purely takeaway, bro. I had like five six woks in the back. You know everything that can be and and like one fryer, not even a fryer. One of the woks can be a fryer for me. Yeah, yeah. I could just blast it with oil. Yeah. All right. If I'm able to have that and just have a popular Chinese takeout restaurant. Bro, I'll be raking it in. Yeah. I'll be making so much money. Food minimal, might be the best. yeah. Food might not be the best, <laughs> but minimal labor, optimal taste, uh, maximum efficiency. It's MSG, doing yeah. MSG. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I tell you now, even without MSG, we could make the same flavor. Even without MSG, me and him could make the exact same flavors. But the, the problem is, it's not like dine worthy. You know, it's mm. not something you can dine with. You know, me and him, we can make fast food. Fast Asian food, fast whatever food. I'm not proud of it. Though. Yeah, not, not proud of it though. <laughs> if, I, if I do that. Yeah, no, we, we won't be proud of it. It won't be long until we just close the business down and like be like, yeah. oh, I don't like doing this anymore. Yeah. You know, remember you got to do what you love. And what we love doing is creating and giving people a dining experience. You know, so at the end of the day, for a dining experience, you need to pay some money. But the second you walk in the door, the security guy that checks your ID, you got to pay him. The girl that takes you to the table, we got to pay her. The water that hits your table, we got to pay for that. The napkin, the plates, we got to pay for that. And when the food hits your table, you got to pay the chefs. After you pay the chefs, you got to pay for the food, the food cost of it. Mm-hmm. After you do that, the, the money goes to the rent, the bills, you know, everything else, the utilities, the, the, um, the repairs to keep this place alive, yeah. the maintenance and everything to keep it clean. How much are the supplies, like the tissues and stuff? Like napkins every week is like a thousand bucks. Yeah, what? A thousand dollars for napkins. Yeah, like... No, 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 a thousand, but a couple hundred bucks, your toilet rolls and all that. Yeah. Adds up to like a, a, a thousand or so bucks, straws and all that. Yeah. Adds up to like a thousand dollars, bro. It all adds up, mm. you know? Everything adds up, bro. And people don't understand, they go, fuck, this thing's a root ball. Like some people come into our place and like they see some stuff. Like that's why now if you look at our menu, the most expensive thing on our menu is our short rib. Our, slow, our eight hour slow base short rib, you know? And that's $88. Originally, it was my. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember when I did the tomahawk. Mm. Wasn't that like hundred and? It was like hundred. No, it was one hundred eight. It was one hundred eight. Okay, that, that was just low for a for a tomahawk. That is yeah. low for a tomahawk, so but the, the profit yeah. margin was fuck all. Yeah, that was my. That's what we call a big ticket item. So it's a t- it's an item where it appeals to the crowd that draws them in to buy other foods it, yeah. with right. it that will make us our money. And it did it did its job really well. Remember. You know that that tomahawk. We, we bought a lot with that tomahawk. Man. Yeah, and then but yeah, you could have bought you could buy a lot with that tomahawk. But then because people go, bro, you go city, you pay tomahawk. It's like two hundred fifty bucks for this, mm. two hundred even one hundred eighty. You know for this tomahawk. But you're coming to the area, it's one hundred eight dollars. What the hell? But even then, that was too expensive for people. So and then like plus my other dishes on the menu, you're still too expensive. And that's not expensive because oh, I'm trying to make a big profit out of it. Nah, man, I'm just trying to make the money to pay for it, to pay everybody's wages. <laughs> and I'm just trying to break even here, bro. Yeah, I'm just trying to break even here, bro. And then even then, people were like, "Oh, this is a ripoff." Yeah. You know? And then the customer slowly declined. And then so me and normal like, oh, "Fuck it, bro. We just got to make like low costing dishes." Mm. So stuff like ve- like veggie dishes, like corn ribs or king brown mushroom stuff stuff that costs less. Mm. Efficient and tasty still. It's like the entrees. That, yeah, that's yeah, where well, the, yeah. The entrees. Good money's uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, the mainly entrees is where the money would be at. Yeah, you know, because people would tend to obviously start a lot more with entrees because entrees are more a bit more intricate than the mains would be. 
You know, mains are like, you know, you got your steaks, your chicken and all that. You yeah, know, things, meat and veg. Yeah, yeah, your meat and veg. That that that's something like people will be all right with paying for. But think about it, if I gave you like kingfish, sashimi kingfish, gave you eight, like eight slices and I charged you like thirty bucks, you'd be spewing. You'd be spewing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. Thirty bucks is like think about it, you and your missus get eat, you're, you're there, okay, I'm gonna spend about 150 bucks. Thirty bucks. That's one fifth of your fucking your budget gone on yeah. fucking eight pieces of kingfish, and that's not because, like I say, I'm not trying to make money off you. Yeah, it's literally because I'm trying to break even, bro. Yeah. <laughs> People complain about our kingfish dish was like like twenty twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. Twenties. Yeah, but they're they're happy to go pay some Jap man to cut their sushi oh, okay. for, like, for like yeah. for triple the price. Yeah, yeah bro. Like, it's just like it's ridiculous. So then me and Norman like with our recent summer menu, we came up with something. We were like, bro, we got to make this menu cheaper. We need it catered for the people that come here, you know, because like you, you're making your way from God knows where to come into the middle of Smithfield. You know, I understand Smithfield is in the middle of nowhere, you know, but then we have to make it cheap enough so they understand like, okay, when you come here, you get what you pay for. You literally, you get what you pay for. What we got so far, everyone's very happy with it, yeah. you know, and we're very happy with what we produce so far, but we wished we could do all the ideas, like earlier you said, MK, that, you know, we've scrapped. We want to do those dishes, bro. For those ideas, I'm really man. curious what, what we've missed out on. Yeah. What could have been? Oh, bro. It could have been some life-changing like, fucking on, Honestly, techniques. honestly yeah. like, techniques, yeah. like you guys know with Asian flavors in general, okay, with Asian flavor, how, how strong it is, like how intense Asian flavors are. We, me and him coming from like cooking, West, a Western background of cooking. So we have Western techniques, okay, mixed with our Asian heritage and knowing both ingredients for both sides. Imagine what we could make out of it. Having that kind of experience, having that kind of training and everything, what we could make out of like a normal stir fry you would get at the restaurant, we could deconstruct it, break it down and make it into like a one bite madness for you. Yeah. It would uh, blow your mind completely. But man, then we can't do that. You guys need to have like one special day where it's just like Saigon Hustle, the, the secret menu or something. And <laughs> yeah. it's just dishes that didn't make it that you would have loved to have. No, 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 regular. Are you funding that, bro? <laughs> no, you got to pay me, bro. Oh, I'm shutting <laughs> you up. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Oh, you're being influencer now, bro. bro. You parasite. <laughs> <laughs> but no, bro, we've had to scrap so many good dishes, Man, bro. That's so sad. It burns me now I think about it. <laughs> if only. And dishes we make up on the spot as well. Do you guys have any advice for people that are trying to become chefs that are starting? See if the advice changed from last time. Oh yeah, I think last time you guys don't said do don't it. do it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it now? Still stays the same. I reckon give it a go. If you don't like it, become an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> well, an accountant specifically. <laughs> I don't know. That's the because his mom taught him that people that crunch numbers makes money. Oh, okay. Typical Asian That's shit. The typical route you go yeah. after high school. That's true. And junior. Honestly, if you're going to become a chef, just be ready to make minimum wage as an apprentice. And then after you qualify, still be willing to work your way up the ladder. Because you've got so many ranks you still got to work up, even after you qualify. And it's, it's an arduous task, you know, it takes years. I'm, I'm very grateful for the position I'm in because I thought I wasn't, like just estimating from back then, I didn't think I would be in this position until I was at least 30. At least 30, man. And how many ranks are we talking here? Like, that's your, like, like your commissioner? chef. That's after you qualify. Yeah, after, so after you qualify. So we're starting from qualify. Yep. So after you qualify, it would be commissioner, demi chef, a chef de party, a senior chef de party, a junior sous chef, a sous chef, a head chef, executive chef. So there's eight ranks. Eight ranks that you got to work your way up to. Damn. To be To be where me and Norman are at. And that takes usually how long? 
Man, so I'm, like I said, some people don't see it until they're like 30, bro. Some people don't see it until they've stayed at the same restaurant for the for the last like seven years. Like, I know a guy, Asokio. I'm not going to name or anything. Nothing bad, nothing bad. I just don't want to put him out there, okay? He, he's public on Instagram. Okay, Sokio. He's been there for over 10 plus years. And he's just he recently became the head chef after COVID. Right. By default, because By someone else. Because someone else left. left yeah. yeah. 10 years, man. It's like that's like without a pay rise either. No, no, he got he got pay rise. Obviously, now you always once you get that rank, you will get a pay rise. But then he had to wait ten plus years to get to that head chef position, and he only got there by default, like Norman said, because the previous head chef left. So you're just banking on the the, the guy. The left. guy's dead. The guy's death. <laughs> you're banking on the guy's death. I'm serious. For promotion. Yeah, for promotion. I'm serious. Right. If those guys who are in sous chef and head chef positions, if they have no, if they're in a good place where they have control of a great kitchen like Sokyo, don't get me wrong, Sokyo is a beautiful restaurant. So in a place like that, you'd want to, you know, <laughs> in a place, in a place like that, you'd want to obviously hold your position. You know, if you're a sous chef. You want to be there because it has so much notoriety. You get so much out of it. There's so much benefits out of it. But then from sous chef, how long do you think it would take you to get to the head chef while the head chef is there? That head chef's not leaving anytime soon. Bro, he could poison be- his drink, man. Think about the, 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 <laughs> yeah, he's poison his drink or something, bro. <laughs> think about that guy's going to be there until he either gets completely sick of this place, either he gets mistreated like full wrong or until he dies. Yeah. Yeah, literally, or he'll, he'll go until he like retirement age if he, if he can. Yeah, you know, most chefs like I tell you, most chefs don't stay around plus uh, past fifty. Yeah, you know, it's too much. The, the workload is way too much. Unless you're an executive chef by then, you're not going to stay past fifty working in the kitchen. It's too it's too mentally exhausting, especially if you have dreams of having a family and a life, a life and some weekends. You know, <laughs> proper weekends. Yeah, proper weekends, not Monday Tuesdays. You know, you're gonna want to step back from that position, but. That, that, like essentially you're waiting for the guy's death bro and, and then when he leaves then the next guy steps up yeah places like that you're very comfortable yeah and yeah, yeah no way you're going to be leaving anytime soon yeah so that's why I'm very grateful for the, for the position I'm in because I got to this position because the previous head chef left yeah so you lucked out and you got in pretty early uh, yeah yeah very early bro I got even by the time I was 25 I was, I'm five years ahead of my time Fuck, I'm cheering, yeah, bro. Schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, look, you say you're, 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 you're lucked out, but obviously it's hard work too because then, you know, when Drew is trying to replace the head chef, like who's the next logical replacement was you because of hard work, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But then yeah. at the same time, like, even then, like once you become the head chef, you have responsibilities, yeah. you have workload to take on, you know? And thankfully with my training and with my experiences, I was able to take it on. Yeah. I built a team from scratch, which is fucking, I love it. Mm. I love it. I'm proud of it. You know, I'm proud of the fact that I can bring in my boys, you know, build a team from scratch, give everyone proper pay and treat them right. You know, everyone has a fun time at work. Nobody dreads coming to work. Only dread we get is honestly having to drive eight minutes to work because we live so close. (laughs) (laughs) Much better than the train. Uh, uh, Definitely. man, (laughs) Man. Like we have a few questions, controversial questions, maybe. So these are these are the quick ones I've just like asked you guys earlier. But uh, if so, Maccas or Hungry Jacks? Macca's. Hungry Jacks. Wow. Maccas very consistent. Hungry Jacks. The slogan says the burgers are better. Hungry Jacks. Right, well, you believe me? Try the ultimate double whopper, brother. They're lying through their teeth. Right. They're not lying. I'm opinions had their opinions from chefs already. Um, have you had Maccas buns? Dog shit too. <laughs> <laughs> it's consistently good. Have you seen Junior eat at Hungry Jacks? Yeah, he gets like seven extra patties on the Does burger. Right, one time I remember we came back from Watermala back in high school. Oh, bro. I remember witnessing that. Yeah, bro, I, I walked into Hungry Jack's 
And bro, I was starving because we didn't eat. And I was like, could I get ultimate double whopper? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, could I get six extra patties? <laughs> and they were like, what? Yeah, six extra patties and six extra slices of cheese. Bro, that came out and it was like a tower. I pressed it down and I ate it. Halfway through, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I think my heart just skipped the beat. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, that's good. Controversial. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Yes. Wow. Split Please decision. explain. We again. live in 2022, not Italy, brother. Pineapple can go on pizza. Pineapple yeah, can. Yeah, you're disabled, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but pineapple does not belong on pizza. I'm sorry. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Oh, uh, Pizza Hut by the slightest yeah, margin. Yeah, both trash, be, though. Both trash. Both trash, trash, yeah. both trash but Pizza Hut by the yeah. slightest margin. I yeah. don't know why. I think because I grew I up with it. Their yeah. crust is a little bit better. Yeah. I like their crust more than Domino's. But, man, I don't know. I wouldn't rate either. Hey, yeah. fucking <laughs> both dog shit. I'd rather yeah, stop. There's so many other. Like, shit, yeah, yeah, there's so many other like pizza joints out like in the area as yeah. well. You yeah. know, I'd rather get manouche. Yeah, I'd rather get manouche. Manouche number one. <laughs> Very cheap. As Garlic well. cheese. Yeah. Oh, oh. Right. What about um, favorite instant noodles? Greatest of all time. Like just good. That's yours there. Oh no, mine's um, shin ramen for uh, the listeners. Yes, I did all the time. I was like, no one's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. Migoring. 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 Can't yeah. go wrong. Have you guys had the. It's like shrimp noodles in the. Tom, in the tom yum? No, 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 no. It's in a paper packet. Oh, the Vietnamese one? Yeah, the Vietnamese one. It's like a white paper packet. Yeah, it's a right? white and red paper packet. So yeah. it, it was it was used like back in the war as well. It was like made back then and they still keep the same package. It's a paper packet, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah they're pretty good. Bro, it's amazing. Good. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I eat it back. When <laughs> I go back to Vietnam, I always eat it because like on the. Do they sh- have it here? They have it here. Yeah, they have it oh, here. They, they have it here. I don't know that this one. Uh, let us know. We'll link it in the um, description. Dosirak is underrated too. Dosirak. Oh, oh, Dosirak. Oh, yeah. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Oh, I like beef. Beef. Okay. Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you know what? They have the, the corner of the tray where you can drink the soup yeah. out of. Yeah. Oh. It's easy to drink out of. Clean it out, man. That's it. I remember uh, when you eat your fur sauce in the soup, or no? No. No. For any listeners out there, do not put sauce in your soup because you compromise the whole bowl. Yeah, they spend what, 20 hours? Hours making that soup and you go chuck the, ch- the, chili the sauce in it. The highlight of the fur is the soup. They yeah. spent over like a day making that soup. Why the fuck would you want to fuck it up with some hoisin and chili sauce, you piece yeah. of shit? That's what I was saying. Oh, everyone did it in our friend group. You just spat in the face of the auntie that made it. Yeah. Oh, that, that edges me out. I see, I, like, my, my girlfriend does it too. Yeah, she sh- chucks a bit in. I'm just like, babe. What are you doing? You know, like, oh, geez. And my sister does it too. I'm just like, Fuck man, like stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I do it too. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Because you're indoors. Yeah, just just thought like one of you guys man, would back me good. up, but all right, now I won't do it's, it. It's three. Okay. It's three against one. Uh, but one. Have you tried um dry fur? No. So when you go to a fur restaurant, ask for dry. the soup on the side. And get the sauces and then chuck it on. And oh, banger, yeah. banger. You know what I do? Dry what? Chin ramen dry sometimes. What Ooh. the fuck? Hey, chilo ramen. Yeah. And then you put the chilo oil oh, no. and stuff like it. It hits. Like it's like mega rang, but not really. Oh, it's just dry. I found on YouTube. I'll put that yeah, in the description as well. Chef Key. Favorite yum cha dish? Haka. Oh, no. No, actually. Haka, hacha, and fung jiao is those two. Yeah. Mine's gonna be the deep fried uh, money, dumpling. The money bags? Yeah, the money bags. The money bags? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nah, deep, my mind's yeah. the prawn noodle, bro. How I, feel like, I feel like deep fried is not, not authentic, is it? Like, as as much as like the rice paper noodle ones. True. 
Yeah, ha cheng will be. Yeah, for me, it'll be ha cheng because yeah. I can eat it so quick, bro, and it's yeah. so tasty. Three is not enough. Yeah, you have gotta get at least two plates. You have I, know, I, usually, I usually get like three, or four plates. Yeah, you know, yeah, for <laughs> so the table. Twelve. How yeah. do you forget chicken feet? Yeah, 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 yeah. from yeah. Jow, from yeah. Jow. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. chicken feet, but man, I think ha cheng takes the cake for yeah, that one, bro. It's childhood, man. Yeah, bro. If you guys could only have uh, one spice to use for the rest of your life, what would it be? Spice. Fuck, that's a hard one. I reckon pepper. Love my pepper. Like yeah, he, this motherfucker salt? loves pepper, bro. White he pepper, black pepper. He loves like the Chinese pepper. Like Szechuan, pepper. Like Szechuan. Szechuan. Oh, oh man, you know what? I, I don't use a lot of spices in my food, eh? But if I was to have to choose one, it's because you don't like flavor. Star anise. <laughs> Cause I don't like flavor. <laughs> Says the fucking guy that's been working with white food half his career. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> what, what was the spice? Sarnese. What is that? that? That's what makes fire smells like fire. The aniseed oh. uh, licorice kind of flavor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sarnese is very versatile. Meat or soups. Very nice. Mm, it's yeah. pretty good. What about um, your go-to hangover food? Uh, I don't eat when I'm hungover. I just I just like roll up into a ball and wait for it to go away. <laughs> blue, blue Powerade, Blue Powerade, that's it. For me, it would right. You guys are thinking it's sickening, but I I really got hungover like you know after drinking a lot in my life. But then when I did, I'd get um. You know, have you guys seen a gravy in the packet and you microwave it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I, I microwave and I drink that. <laughs> drink it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't drink, know what you were going to eat. No, no, I just drink the gravy, oh, bro. What? What yeah, is it's wrong so, with it's you? so much easier to go down. Tastes like a really thick soup, and it just warms you up. And just you can cr- then you can go back to crawling into a bowl and waiting for it to go away. <laughs> Have you not considered like soups, like the the powdered soup? Nah, nah, no, nah, no. nah. It's too thin. It's too, too thin. Too thin. Takes too long to finish. I don't mind a ramen while hungover. Cup noodle. Like actual ramen at a restaurant. Oh yeah, pho hits the spot too. Sometimes. Pho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pho, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Further, when I became an adult, fur was the thing. But yeah. even then, I just drink the soup of the fur. When eat, I'm just too scared it might come back up. <laughs> yeah, anything. I just don't want anything to come back up. How come you don't get uh, hangovers because of the nosees and stuff? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I think it was yeah because of the coke. Of the nose. Yeah, I think it was because of the coke. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like yeah, it was the coke. Yeah, the coke kept us alive. <laughs> but I fried the Can shit. Can I put out. this in? What the yeah, fuck? of course. Yeah, this fr- fried the shit out of us, though. <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't do it anymore. No. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs anymore. And last question will be your favorite restaurant. Let's say, let's do your favorite steak restaurant and then maybe just favorite like all time restaurant. Oh. I want to know what your steak is too because I've been meaning to go like get some nice steak. I reckon best steak restaurant for me is the Gidley. Oh, it's like that. a really nice underground steak place. It's got like a 1950s vibe. Where's it located? Downstairs. It's in a uh, town hall. Oh, or town hall vineyard area. Yeah. 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 He's been telling me to go to the Gidley. I haven't gotten around to it. But honestly, but this is like, I would never say this usually, but. <sighs> Don't say Jay's. No, no, not Jay's. <laughs> <laughs> not Jay's, bro. No, honestly, <laughs> like, right there, <laughs> recently I've been going to uh, Meat and Wine Co. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. isn't that? Yeah, but, but what I like about it is the steaks is, cause you're asking just steak, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Wine Co for me, because it's not fully overpriced and they have a dry age selection now as well. Okay. Yeah, so that, that would be my go-to. Oh, wow. And favorite restaurant? Just of all time. Not linked to steak? You're gonna gatekeep this or you're gonna- You know what? I've been meaning to gatekeep this cause we didn't gatekeep Hubert and now he's just getting fucking anal. So um, you can go with second best if you don't want to. No, no, nah, nah, we'll go with it. Like I said, my honesty is the key. I want to give let everyone get, uh, have a try. 
Alia. A-A-L-I-A. Alia. I'll link that. Fine dining Middle Eastern food. It's um pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. Never heard of fine dining Middle East. Yes, yeah, yeah us neither. But once we tried it, it was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing, absolutely amazing. And how much are you looking uh, to pay per person? Mm. I'll be prepared to open up your wallet. Yeah, hundred fifty a head, oh. plus your drinks. Fine dining, that's pretty good. I'd oh. say two hundred, man. Two hundred. Yeah, yeah. We doing like wine depending on how much you're drinking. This guy drinks too much. No, I've seen hey, Norman hey, drink. Hey. Hey. Sorry, <laughs> I've seen Norman drink. Yeah, but this guy every time he finishes a cocktail, he gets another one. He just loads up. He doesn't want an empty cup <laughs> on his table with a piece of shit. You know, the only time he'll settle for like a, a, a like a mocktail or some water is like near the end of the meal. But throughout the meal, this guy is like he's downing all of the beers, cocktails. He's going, you know, that shit adds up, bro. Five drinks it is does. like already over hundred bucks. Yeah. You're just supporting the restaurant because that, that's a good profit margin for them, isn't it? The drinks, drinks, are good yeah, 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 margin. good drinks are but very they're good. definitely worth it. Though. Yeah, yeah, hundred so. percent. Yeah. You, get, you pay what you get for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And how would you describe the food? Is it amazing? It must try. Oh, yeah, definitely. Try. To die for. <laughs> nah, Ali is amazing though. Yeah, nah. Definitely. So that's your favorite restaurant too. Uh, I reckon my second favorite, first favorite would be like Esther. Oh yeah, Esther. Yeah, oh, my old of, boss. What kind of food is that? Uh, it's like modern Australian. It's in uh, Chippendale. It's pretty good. Yeah, Alia would have to be my favorite currently. Yeah. What about your second? I haven't been eating out so much. In a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How about, how about like all time? Just but you know what? I would say Esther. Yeah, Esther second would be yeah, Esther would be second. What about Ooh. third? Since it's a tie. It's copying each other, bro. Change the answers a little, bro. But you know what? I give it to Alberta's Lounge. Alberta's. Yeah, I really like Alberta's. Yeah, yeah, and just the ambiance, the service, and everything. It's very worth the money. You got to link yeah. all these in your. Yeah, I'll, I'll collect them all. Later. I like I like Hubert. Still my third. Yeah, Hubert. Yeah, Hubert's still up there. Hubert Hubert went down the ladder for me just because I man, me you me abused that place. Yeah, we, we used to go like once every week or two. Oh yeah. shit! Well, they knew you guys at yeah. some point. Yeah, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, when we used to walk in. We used to just see the guy at the um, counter, like taking people into their tables. He'd see us and like he'd recognize us straight away. And like he knew, I think he knew deep down that we were in hospitality. So he would always just seat us at the bar and let us eat there. Mm. You know, like, cause th- there was always free tables there. So instead of sitting in the dining area, sit us at the bar and let them eat there. Yeah. Cause they, they don't, they don't need the dining area. They just want to hear for the food and the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So we used to walk in like, yeah, boys straight, straight to the dining area. Ah. Yeah. yeah. How about your favorite, like, Burger joint, like, just so it could Ooh. be a dirty one. Everyone it could says be Mary's, like a, right? That's, that's oh, combo. bro, Mary's, Mary's come on, oh, yeah, that's shit. Right. That's you see, you know, you see, that's it's because like one person says it's really, really good, and the next it's person, amazing. it's amazing, it's amazing, it's a must, it's a die for, it's a must try. Everyone just hopping on the fucking bandwagon, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah. Be- best burger would be Bear Grill at La Perouse. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I haven't been. At least yeah. five amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. burger, bro. Yeah. Amazing burger. What about cheap eats? Cheap eats? Yeah. What's it go to cheap eats? You go to cheap eats. Can't go wrong with Cabra. Anything Cabra. <laughs> your bread and butter, mate. <laughs> 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 Apart from your. Uh, are we butter. talking full cheap eats? Yeah. His gravy, bro. Uh Bun me, but with nothing inside but the bread and bread and pate. <laughs> oh man, that's actually there you go. Bro, when I was a kid in uh, when I was a kid in uh, primary school, yeah. bro, I remember me and my mate Ben. We used to go get it. It used to be forty cents a roll, bro. Mm. <laughs> for, for, that oh, is cheap. Back so. in the day, I used to walk. I used to walk to primary school with like four rolls. You know, eating on the way. Yeah. By the time I walk in the gate, it's gone. He was a fee, he was a VJ back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I was very. He was a marshmallow back then. Yeah, I was a marshmallow. Shut up. Bro. Shut up. I reckon. I reckon. I was. I, I, I was 
Captain of school and the marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, he was captain. I actually lost him. I, I what the hell was marshmallow? No, it was, it was big, big bigger guy. than marshmallow. Oh, no, as fuck. Oh, squishy ass, bro. <laughs> squishy boy. Yeah. I reckon um, Temasek in Parramatta, best oh, laksa in the world. Oh, Malaysian, yeah. Sorry, laksa. You hear him say best laksa in the world? You know? <laughs> fuck this yeah, guy, like bro. Malaysia doesn't exist or something. <laughs> must fuck try. This it's a must try. This, bro, this is like the third time he's mentioned it to me in the last week. Fuck you. Yeah. Man, Temasek is so good. I, I take his word for yeah. it. I take his word for best it. Best laksa I've had in my life. The only thing I've tried there was the Hainese chicken. I wasn't a big fan of it. Well, they're, they're famous for laksa. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try it. I'm yeah. not far from power. I'll yeah, try it. You should try it. Well, you guys can find Junior and Norman at Saigon Hustle, located in Smithfield. We'll leave a link in the description below. Um, do you guys have anything to say before we jump off? Talk again in two years and see oh. where they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah talk talk to us again in two years and yeah. see where we're at, honestly. Exactly. Because I like this. This is, the, this is like a good- um, Re- Recap. Like, and- like it's like checkpoints for our progress. Well, all right. So we'll catch up. to your future self, where do you think you would be? To my future self? By then, I want to be an executive chef. I want to have a fully-fledged team that's happy with how I run things. And I want to be at least known a little bit. Just known. Mainly among our community in Cabra. Yep. Yeah, I just want to be known there as a chef. Yeah. I just want to be cooking good food, you know, just enjoying what I do. Simple man, I like and, it. And um, just getting paid properly, that's it. Let's tell me you're still being abused, uh, bro. Junior. <laughs> got you, bro. Don't worry. You know, I always got you. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. Thanks, MK, for supporting this All episode good. as well. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye. See ya. Catch you on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Mm.